This is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast about what makes life worth living. I'm Krista. And I'm Julie. And for this episode, we're talking about god-awful jobs. Julie, I know that you are aware of what League of Legends is, correct? Yes. <laughs> At least to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> how would you feel <laughs> if I told you that there is a Chinese drama <laughs> that is, for some reason, kind of about League of Legends, but also the main two characters are very attractive? Like, the guy is an aerospace engineer, and the girl is an actress. That's a lot. (laughs) Okay, so I I got into a situation where YouTube started recommending this to me again. And it's weird because, so, that Fox drama I was talking about before, this is, like, the same girl actress. But for the longest time, whenever I would see these clips, I could not for the life of me, like, fucking figure out what was happening in this show. Because, like, sometimes it would be about League of Legends. Sometimes it would be, you know, her being an actress and, like, doing actressy things. And then sometimes it was about, I don't know, him, I guess, being an, not an astronaut, but an aerospace engineer. And... I just every time I would watch one of these little clips, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What is this about? And then, okay, so there's a second part to this. I started watching it mainly to figure out what the fuck is going on. And uh, would it surprise you that it is actually kind of good? (laughs) (laughs) Not an ironic way, just like genuinely a good show. Okay, there are a couple things that do still (laughs) sort of confuse me about the League of Legends subplot, but one of the main plots kind of has to do with the guy getting older and feeling like he has to give up his dreams in order to be more successful. I don't know. I mean, some of this I can't really speak to. I don't know what the job economy is like in China for aerospace engineers but essentially there's this thing of like he's really smart so he could have a better job but he wants to be involved with space (laughs) so it's just like it is kind of there's a lot of like these really heartfelt moments actually about him just trying to figure out what he should be doing and whether it's okay and you know whether he should go after his dream or money (laughs) I just imagine, like, this really intense episode about, like, aerospace engineering and stuff, and you're like, oh my gosh, what's he gonna do? And then it goes to the actress, and it's like, she's in the role of a lifetime, and then suddenly it's like, and then now there's a League of Legends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just out of nowhere, like, you're this, this is so good, and then what, what the hell, man? Yeah, the, the very basic plot about the League of Legends thing, okay, And the plot of this is kind of stupid because it's essentially, she's an actress, so she gets sponsored by this game that it's not League of Legends, but it 100% is League of Legends. And (laughs) they find out that she's bad at it. 
So she basically hires the guy <laughs> to teach her how to play League of Legends. Now, part there's a lot of parts of this that upset me. <laughs> One being, if you are a famous actress, why, <laughs> why would you give a single fuck about how well you play League of Legends? <laughs> it's <laughs> that's, that's a lot to unpack. <clears throat> Is there like but, a love element between them? Oh yeah. Okay. That's oh, like for that's, sure. I assume that's there. And I'm I'm hoping that at some point the League of Legends is going to die down. <laughs> because she suddenly gets another job. <laughs> yeah, they are intriguing. Like that relationship, there is even just kind of a lot of like they're very good to each other and just I don't know, it's interesting. It's very bizarre because like I said, when YouTube was first recommending this to me, I was like, what is happening? I don't What are you doing? <laughs> the whiplash on this is so intense. <laughs> So, you're just gonna know. I want you to go to some like trivia contest for Chinese dramas now because you're just like really delving into them. <laughs> well, I mean, I've only watched two technically, Where it and starts. really, it's it's with this specific actress, so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I will also say, I I don't know how you say her name. I just it's I don't. Well, I think part of what is a little bit strange to me about it is I've seen it written a couple of different ways. And so I, mm -hmm. I but I've never actually heard somebody say her name. So I could not tell you, couldn't tell you how you're supposed to pronounce it. <laughs> you have to YouTube like an interview and have someone like address her. <laughs> Speaking of being an actress, you think that's a good job? <laughs> that, is that an excellent job? Well, I mean, in this show, they make it seem like it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, but also that it's probably kind of hard. Yeah. But. It seems like every actor or actress, when they're like, how was the beginning? They're like, it was awful. I could barely survive. And I was just like, getting shit yeah. on every day. <laughs> I mean, you know, back when we did theater and stuff. I think the worst part about acting was really just the other people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess as as in everything. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like, it's a surprise. <laughs> a lot of people suck. <laughs> yeah. Most jobs, it's like, this would be so much better if I liked any of you. <laughs> but I yeah. hate all of you. Or if I was yeah. just standing in a room by myself doing mm -hmm. this job and I could listen to whatever music I wanted or have YouTube on in the background or... I don't know, just be spacing out. <laughs> no one working, judge me. Working from home is always just better. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so, why are we talking about this? Why, I mean, and passion for your passions, it seems a little bit off topic, right? What yeah, do you it think, seems like way? a reason to drive you away from life and that bogs you down and everything, so it is kind of a strange topic for us, but... We're at heart just storytellers and you spend 40 hours or more a week at a job and it's not like you come out of the gate with a good job, which means we have endless hours of stories and just stupid nonsense that we think might entertain people. Yeah, and I think too, I think crappy jobs are just one of those things that unite us as humanity, you know? And I do find it interesting to hear about other people's job situations, you know, comparing to things that 
I didn't have. Because for me specifically, I, I have three, maybe four jobs that I consider kind of crappy. And they vary depending on what your definition of crappy is. But it is like, it's always interesting for me to hear about when you worked at your warehouse job. Because that's just something I have no experience with. And sometimes you would talk about things and it would just uh, baffle me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I did retail and warehouse, but I didn't do, I would not do food. I was like, I am not handling food. So with you working at a fast food place, that's that's our difference in that regard. Where I was like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have dealt with any of that. I would have just left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, see, this is always the thing about shitty jobs is everybody has their limit. They have their thing where they just can't do it. Yeah, I think that every generic shitty job has the pros and cons. So it's like, yeah, warehouse, there's a lot of cons, but I don't really have to deal with the general public. So beyond like my fellow employees, which... If they're on my level, I can tell them to fuck off. I can't tell a customer <laughs> to fuck off. So it's like that difference of, well, I'm dealing with someone who feels like they could push me around and they technically can versus I'm dealing with someone who thinks they could push me around and I will punch them in the face like because they will not be allowed to do that. And so I guess, yeah, with janitor, like you're not interacting with people directly. You're just kind of like doing your thing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean... That was kind of another similarity for me when I worked. Okay, well, before we get, I guess, just into that, I'm going to give a quick rundown of just my my crappy jobs. Julie can give a quick rundown of hers. So, janitor, first one. And so, let's let's make this a little bit more specific. I was janitor at a theme park. So, if you can imagine, it was... Let's... Uh, it's not Disney World, because we're from the land of the corn, but think along the lines of Disney World. <laughs> Small-scale Disney World. Yeah, very small-scale Disney World. Uh, then I worked fast food, and definitely a definition of fast food. Like, I, I don't think there's anything else you could call this. This was pure and simple fast food. And the other place that I worked is a pretty big box retail place. Uh, so like a retail store, but like a really big chain. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I guess one of the other things I can slightly mention is one of my first real jobs was also pretty crappy, but maybe we'll get into that more at the end. <laughs> so what about you, Julie? What's your list? So for like a decade, my first job was retail, uh, specialized in nerdy things. <laughs> I think I've mentioned it on the podcast multiple times, but yeah, it's nerdy electronics, memorabilia kind of stuff. Small. It was a smaller place. Um, and I also worked at like a home goods. What was that called? It was still retail, but it was a different like construction retail and then warehouse for a few years. And a family-owned small office business. So, and they all have their very different versions of their own hells. <laughs> which I just, looking at it, it's like the small retail place. It was like, I love the people, but the problem is the company. 
and then it just kind of like changed. That was the only place where I'm like, the people are great. <laughs> Everywhere else is like, God, the people make me just want to leave. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. do this. <laughs> Every time, all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, to kind of go on what is the good parts of working at a bad job, let's talk about some of our good stories, like things that we would tell other people about each of these jobs. So like one thing you that didn't I always... write those down. <laughs> Did you? No, I think oh, you did. Oh, best story. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought best... of it like the funniest or like, I don't think I thought of it as good, best. No, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, know. it's just whatever. Just like stories you would tell other people about that okay. job. So well, like, you go first. <laughs> okay. For me, one of the funnier ones is the big box retail place that I worked at. It was, that was a really crappy job mainly for management purposes, which I think most people know this. <laughs> um, but one of the things that was really strange is that I got threatened to be fired twice. I worked there less than half a year. And I mean, Julie could probably even say this. Anybody who knows me, like, I'm not really that kind of person. I'm not a <laughs> unreliable She's not you'd fire. She's like yeah. the only person in the area that's responsible. <laughs> yeah, I'm very responsible. Like, the first time, it was because the place where I worked, I, I had to work in a toy section. And so I got a new manager. And when he first started there, he went into the toy section and it was messy. Toy sections are often messy. I don't know if you know this about children, but it takes about five seconds. <laughs> There's not much you can do to really stop them. He saw that it was messy. And basically was saying that it wasn't unacceptable to me. And if he saw stuff like that again, that would be a reason to fire someone. And it was like, oh. okay. <laughs> this is the first right. day I met him, by the way. And then, I don't, honestly, the second time, I don't even remember what the reason was. I think there wasn't a reason. Just one of my managers told me that they were thinking about firing me. And it was like, okay, I did, what did I do? <sighs> that job, it was a stupid job. <laughs> I remember that job. I used to, like, fuck up the toy section for her and, like, hide baby dolls in weird angles and, like, mm. freak her out. <laughs> I will say, that was the best part about that job was because I worked in a toy section, I could literally just sit there and look at toys all day. Hmm. I could look at them and, like, read the back of the boxes. I could see, like really weird toys that I've always wondered what they are and figure out what they are. <laughs> Spend the day researching toys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, you know, that was kind of why I was there. So. <laughs> well, one of my fa favorite stories to tell that's not super negative um, <laughs> is so with every retail job, this is the small nerdy place I worked at. Every retail job, they give you the whole theft prevention nonsense. And one of the things is you're specifically not supposed to stop people. Like, you're just supposed to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> and I just started working. I mean, it's my first job. I'm sitting behind the counter. And this little boy comes in. Only person in the store. He's probably, like, four. And he has money in his hand. He doesn't even look at me. He's, like, beelines for this particular section. And he clearly hid something. And he pulled it out, and then he just walked out with it. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, 
he clearly intended to pay for it. He just like got distracted and excited. And I mean, it was like a $4 item. It wasn't something a big deal. It was just so funny to just watch this whole thing happen. And he just left with this item. <laughs> I was like, all right, like, I don't, I don't, I can't even determine what the inventory of that was because it's such a small item that we don't keep exact inventory. So, okay. <laughs> well, okay. So another kind of funny story about my retail one is, so one of the things that was really weird about the toy section is it turns out that was where people would go to steal condoms. <laughs> <laughs> so you would just, behind various toys, find uh, the remains of condoms and other boxes, that yeah. sort of <laughs> material. And it was just always like, why? Why here, <laughs> of all places? The children. <laughs> the children. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it was something that just always baffled me. <laughs> There was, um, I have a story that's a true lesson in retail for anyone who is starting retail or anything like that. So I had a new person working with me, and by this point I was a manager. And you should almost always lie to customers. <laughs> if you're asked, like, a direct question that's not, like, product-related, if you're asked things like, you know, can I use your restroom? And if the answer is no... You tell them you don't have one. Like, you don't you don't provide this thing for them to argue with you over. And I had someone new with me learn that lesson the hard way. <laughs> it was just... I was like, if you can't sell it to them, you know what? It's not in the store. Like, that's just... Like, you have to take away this power that they think you have. You just have to be like, that's completely out of my control. Like, oh, it's corporate. Or, oh, it's this. Like, it's never your fault. If it's your fault, they will not leave you alone. And I was working next to this new guy, and this woman has two kids. They're probably, like, 7 and 10, around that age. And she comes up. She's very friendly. And she's just like, hey, is there a restroom we could use? And he just went, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> and I just looked over, like, oh, you didn't just say that. And so she just got so goddamn pissed, like, on a dime. She just went, so what's my son supposed to do? Is he supposed to piss on the fucking sidewalk? And just starts screaming at him <laughs> and I was just like dude I was, he, like she walked out for a bit and I went hey we don't have a bathroom corporate hates us so much that we have to go walk to the grocery store to go use the bathroom they hate everything including the customer there no we do a bathroom does not exist here because specifically it was in our back room where inventory was so like customers weren't allowed to use it but yeah you like Never say that. You're just like, yeah, I have to suffer too. I'm so sorry. And then she comes back in like 10 minutes later and she's like, I wouldn't have come back, but we have a gift card. And so I had to walk up to her and I was just like, I'm so sorry about all of that. It's an inventory issue. Um, we would if we could, but you know, I'll give you 10% off like your next item just because I didn't want you to get upset. And then she started talking to me like, yeah, he's not, he doesn't understand. He's not a mother. And I'm like, bitch, I ain't either. But like... <laughs> I was like, I know, he was just being dumb and didn't know that he can't be honest with people like you. It's <laughs> just this rule. It is crazy how petty customers get. And it's it's over the strangest thing. Because even, too, so when I worked fast food, I did a little bit where I would work the drive-thru. 
And people in the drive-thru are just some of the meanest people. Like, I swear, it's about as bad as it is. It's just, like, online comments. They're mm. terrible. But anyway, one of the funnier instances of that was I had this situation where we were really slow. And so we had this thing where there was a coupon where you could get cheaper kids' meals, but you had to wait until a certain time. It was, I don't know, like, after four or something. So she came up to the drive-thru. It was like 3.55, something like that. And she was like, oh, I want to get a kid's meal. I have this coupon, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, okay, that's really cool, but it's not four o'clock. Like, I can't, like, there's nothing I can do. I cannot take the coupon from you. It physically will not let me. And she just got so upset about it. And so then basically what she did was she sat in uh, the drive-thru. Like, she didn't come out and cuss us out or anything like that. But she just sat there for, like, four minutes. <laughs> and then, when it was, like, about four o'clock, she just drove away. <laughs> and she, <laughs> you she were so close to the goal, and then you yeah. just leave. She didn't get her, she didn't get any food, actually. She just sat there, I guess out of spite, <laughs> in the drive-thru for four oh my minutes. Gosh. I can't tell you how much the coupon thing particularly annoys me because there'd be so many times that would happen where people, I mean, even when I was in retail, people would come up with coupons and they're like, oh, I want to use this coupon. And it's like, this is not for this store. I cannot <laughs> use this coupon. And they get so upset about it. <laughs> just they, they just couldn't understand it. They're like, but it's a coupon. And it's like, but it doesn't but matter. I can't use it. <laughs> I have to, like, scan this into the system. I can't just, like, take this coupon and trust your word. <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, the nerdy place, it was more just, like, I had a lot of uninformed people and a lot of sexism that I had to deal with. The coupons weren't really a thing because, like, we were such a small place that the coupons were only the ones you could go online to get. So the people that wouldn't understand that couldn't get them. <laughs> So the people that could and understood it would use them correctly. But I mean, it was my kind of philosophy that discounting shit fixed everything and it didn't like affect me because it's such a small place. They were like, they didn't keep track of it. I literally would just 50% off shit because someone was nice. Like I didn't give a shit. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. And then one time, so that place being so small, they can never keep enough people. So for 10 years, I didn't work there consistently. It would literally be like a week a manager would have to go do something and they couldn't fill in and they would literally just put me back on payroll for a week and I would just help them out for a week because they're like my friends and I didn't hate the job. It just doesn't pay enough to like be my livelihood. And so then for that week, I did not give a shit. Like I would literally, if no one was, I would just tell people like, did you get that off the clearance rack? And they go, oh no, why? And I went, no, did you get it off the clearance rack? Because we totally could have put it over there. Just like discounted everything. Anytime someone was nice or anytime something went slightly wrong, I'm like, you know what, twenty percent. Like I just do not care. <laughs> well, I mean, it is good to have that power. I never really had that kind of power. There was no uh, making something twenty percent off. It was just, it's, it's not my fault. Leave me alone. <laughs> I think the funniest one. It was like the last time I worked there, so it was literally like I said, I worked for a week. Like I worked closing. That whole week, and that was it. And then I was out again. 
This guy, he came in every night and would buy this like $10 Roblox card every night. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> just, just buy the $50 one. I know what you're doing. It's the same thing I do on like apps on my phone where I'm like, just $10. It's fine. Like you just kind of do that continuous stacking. <laughs> and then one time when he came in at like, he was, he upgraded. He's like, okay, I'm going to get a $50 one. It's Friday and I don't want to come back. <laughs> I said, okay, man. And I swiped it, and then the system, like, went down for, I don't know how long. It just, like, flashed off. And I didn't know if the card worked. Like, I didn't know if it activated the card or not. And then when his credit card went through, it went down again. So I didn't even know if it charged his credit card. And I was like, what the ever-loving shit? And the other thing is, they left me alone. I hadn't worked there in over a year, and they're just like, she's fine. Even though I'm like, not at all. (laughs) And uh, so I was like, I don't even know if this any of this worked and he was like how can you check i'm like uh you'd have to go home and like try to plug it in or whatever i don't know if it's on your tablet and he he didn't get mad he was just like okay uh yeah i mean i guess i can come back and went no no we're not doing that and i grabbed another card and i put a hundred dollars on it i swiped it and then i was like ten dollars and he went seriously i'm like yeah if you want it and I charged this card for $10, so I'm like, you probably just got $150 for $60. I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you were nice when you could have been a dick because it was a totally weird thing, and you've been in here enough. I don't care. He's like, when do you work next? I'm like, this is it. This is my last day. <laughs> I don't care. You'll never see me again. <laughs> you're never going to see me again, yeah. So you're going to have to get your Roblox like somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have to mess with another system or something. I just, Yeah, I just did not care at all. <laughs> Well, I have one more, I guess, kind of funny story that I always will mention a lot. So when I was a janitor, probably the worst part about being a janitor was some of the people that I worked with, like, side by side. Because one of the things that they they often tried to do, because there would be about four janitors at a time, so they would try to, like, partner you up. And for whatever reason, I would very often get partnered up with this one particular guy who I just, like, I could not stand this guy. He was just a womanizer. He was just, like, not my type of per- There was, like, nothing that I could connect with him on at all in any kind of way. And so a lot of times when we were cleaning, we would get partnered together and then I would just abandon him. (laughs) Because they couldn't stop me. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. (laughs) I would just find a very sly way to not be around him and then I would never come back. <laughs> and I would just do that a lot. I mean, to be fair, I don't think he also cared, but right. I did find it funny that I would particularly do that because it was like, like yeah, no. yeah, yeah, you guys need to be together because, you know, it's maybe dangerous. You could get in a bad situation or something, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this it's is like, a bad uh, situation. <laughs> yeah, I hate this guy. I will not be good. <laughs> I'd rather be abducted. <laughs> I, I would rather have a trash bag fall on top of me. It's fine. <laughs> well, on that sort of a note, what do you think that you could do better at your job? So, you know, just if you had to pretend that you ran this old shitty job that you used to work at, were there any of them that you think you could have improved? Made it so it was less of a shitty job. Um, most of them, it was an HR issue. (laughs) I'm being honest. Like, it was, like, at a warehouse. 
that is high school amped up. Like, it is so fucking awful how people are there. And so if you actually had an effective HR department that's not just locked away in an office and only deals with you if it's a legal issue, it's like that would probably help a lot to set this, like, I'm kind of, I really like the company I work for right now. And so I keep applying, like, what they're doing there to these jobs. And it would totally work is what's cracking me up. Because there's a rule at my job that actually the founder came up with. It's called be 20 feet within the problem. So if you're trying to fix something and you're like at a corporate level, you probably have no idea what the hell's going on. And you need to go down there and be 20 feet within the problem and talk to the people that are dealing with it directly. And that would help pretty much every company that doesn't do that needs to do that. Like that just makes so much more sense. I understand corporate are the people spending the money and making the decisions, but you don't know what the problem is fully. How are you going to make the decision? Most of the problems I had that had to do with, like, the operations standpoint, if they had that rule, it probably would have been fixed. <laughs> and then the other one, like I said, HR. You just have an effective HR that's not just there for legal, that's there to actually take care of you and support you and to make sure that you're comfortable because the workplace should be a professional environment. Like, that's the whole point. <laughs> so... To have some of the stuff that happened to me or, like, that I was proximity to, it's unacceptable, like, in the public or workplace. So, how about you? Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. That stuff is always hard, especially with HR. I've found pretty much everywhere I've worked that I, I don't know what effective HR looks like. I I mm. understand to a certain extent why it's complicated because, you know, you don't want to just, like outright fire people you know right and i mean it does make sense to a certain extent but then also yeah it's frustrating at times but i think like the only job i think i could have specifically fixed was when i worked at fast food because fast food is kind of weird for a lot of reasons one tends to be you know they tend to franchise it so you know you have this like connection to corporate but not really like, I didn't really hear from my corporate fast food the whole entire time I worked there. And I worked there maybe, like, three years or something. I, I only worked there a little bit, so it wasn't super intensive. But, like, I just never dealt with corporate. However, one of the things that just really was odd to me when I worked there was that... Because the, there wasn't really a break room, because it, it was pretty small. I mean, you know, you could think of like your local subway or something. You go in there and you can tell it's pretty small. <laughs> um, and so in mine, there there was no break room. So I would work there typically, you know, 10 hour shifts and not get a break <laughs> at all. Uh, which, which, is pretty, <laughs> which is illegal. Which is illegal. And uh, yeah, it was also just a lot of other things like that where, for some reason, they would put a lot of pressure on certain sections of the fast food job. So I would work the registers, but then they would also have me cleaning a lot. And I always, it would piss me off so much because you would have the people who are cooking or like, you know, running the fry station or, you know, that sort of stuff. And a lot of times they wouldn't be doing anything. 
And it was like, I am so busy. Like, I don't understand why it is my responsibility to both be dealing with the cash register and I have to, like, clean everything. (laughs) So, yeah. When I think of it kind of, like, generally, every single company has a problem with communication. Like, the bigger you get, the more muddled that becomes. No matter how good you are at it, it can always be better and there's always problems training always a problem like if you're trained in those other things they could rotate more effectively and give like everybody a piece of what they're supposed to do and if you're trained more effectively you're less likely to make mistakes like i'm in the middle of a class about six sigma and like you know just maximizing efficiency and shit so now i'm just (laughs) the idea behind a lot of six sigma and stuff is that out of um if you have like a 99 percent effectiveness rating that's still like terrible because <laughs> they, they give you this perspective of like the figures of it. So then as a surgeon, that means like you kill 500 people a month. If you're at a 99% effectiveness rating, uh, accuracy and effectiveness, which you're like, that's really good. You're supposed to be at 99.9987. And that changes that surgeon from killing 500 people a month to killing like five people a month or something to that effect where it's like way better when you say it like that, instead of just going, well, it only increased by 0.0001. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. I mean, it's hard to kind of just go, well, everything could be better because it, it could just like every company can have these uh, improvements. But there's just some companies that just need to go away. <laughs> That's just nothing is good here. You're not even at 80%. Can you just, just go yeah. away? <laughs> Well, with that being said, what was what what of your shitty jobs was the worst? Well, it's funny for that because I didn't put like a job job. Uh, I help my dad a lot with a lot of things, and I mean I sometimes get paid, but usually it's just me helping my dad. And every goddamn summer for the past five years, I've been in a goddamn trench <laughs> working for a week, and it sucks so much (laughs) it's so terrible it's like always something happens that i have to be in a stupid trench (laughs) i hate it in the dead of summer with my inner father who's also always distracted and just leaves me in the hole half the time and i'm like ah (laughs) i just hate it like it's not like i can quit (laughs) like i'm just stuck there one year it was it was actually my house so it wasn't his house for once it was mine I needed to redirect the water flow from the gutters because it was washing out not just my foundation, but like some of the fence posts in my parents' like house adjacent. And it was like 16 hour days, four days in a row in a fucking trench in the middle of July. And I got sun poisoning and I almost had a heat stroke. Like I woke up from my sleep and I was just like radiating heat and it was horrible and I was like I'm physically dying like I didn't get burned I wore sunblock but it's still my body was like you've had too much sun your skin doesn't say it but the rest of me knows like dying slow your roll you need to not be outside I will kill you tomorrow we will die (laughs) I will shut this down (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't have a burn but I got like super heat sickness (laughs) like sun poisoning somehow horrible yeah, I've had that happen before. I I know exactly what you're talking about. It's awful. <laughs> it's like, why am I cold and sweaty and vibrating? Like it's like you're just shaking. It's horrible. 
Yeah, you just kind of feel like you've been cooked. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm well done. Okay, can I just let's wrap it up? <laughs> well, what about you? For for my uh, worst job, I would have to say that it was probably my first real job. So the first real job that I had as a person with a degree in chemistry. And it, and I think like part of honestly the reason why it was so bad was that I expected it to be better. And mm. it was a very small company, which, you know, we haven't really talked a lot about working for a small company versus a big company. Definitely both have their problems. I will say one of the things that really sucks about working for a small company is a lot of times it tends to be people who are like friends and family. And because of that, they pretty much always get special treatment. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this is like 100% of the time. I'm sure that there are jobs that are fine for this, but I've just found it to be in my experience that little jobs, they will have preferences and they will let you know. And the thing that really sucked for my first job was there was terrible management and the people who were supposed to be the trainers were also terrible. And then it also didn't help that I really just didn't like the people. So it was just this overall terrible thing. And this job was the job that almost made me quit chemistry because <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> Yeah, I remember uh, that job for you. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I was working part... at uh, my small business, too, and we're just like, fuck families. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is the <laughs> worst. Well, and part of what was really bad about it, too, was I was trying, like, actively to find other chemistry jobs, and people just weren't hiring. And then not even that, but I would go for interviews and then people wouldn't call me back or they would just say, oh, you know, not you. And it'd be like, well, can you tell me why? <laughs> like, what did <laughs> I do wrong? Like, do I not have enough experience or like, like, just give me a general answer. <laughs> I need to improve on something. Can you tell me? <laughs> yeah, I need to know why you won't hire me because I would like to have another job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm miserable. Help me. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh. It was weird because then I quit that job and then instantly I got another job in chemistry. So it was like, well, <laughs> I guess all I, I had to do was quit. <laughs> so, okay. So that's the worst job you've had so far. If you could pick an even worse, like your worst nightmare job, what we talking? What we talking? <laughs> I mean, I kind of say this half as a joke, but also I do think it's very real. I... I don't think that I would like any job that involves sticking your hand in a butt. <laughs> or really just anything with gross smells in general. Because, like, you know, I know some people who have to deal with, like, sewage, for example. I don't, I don't think I could do that. And so if I start kind of, like, putting things in that category, I don't think I could be a vet or really in particular a dentist. Because I... Just don't think that I could sit there and look at the inside of people's mouths all day. <laughs> no, the smells and, like, people are getting hurt. People don't want to be there. Like, it's this whole, yeah, I wouldn't do dentist. <laughs> it's just, nope. Yeah, I just, I don't know. S stuff about the body 
is interesting to me in theory, but I don't think it's interesting to me in practice. Like, I just, I don't think I could do the day in, day out looking in somebody's mouth, <laughs> you yeah. know, or any of them, you know. I guess if we're talking about sticking your hand in somebody's butt, you know, a proctologist. Like, <laughs> I I don't know how somebody gets into that, <laughs> but people Yeah, I do. never, I've heard people that are like, well, it didn't really help me, like, be a better person and have a perfect smile, and I've really gotten my self-confidence. It's like, still no. <laughs> still, I appreciate them, they're necessary, all that, but no. But people are gross. Yeah, people are disgusting and rude. Well, so for you, what's your worst job? I, we kind of have similar problems where we're like, smells, man. I can't do bad smells. But I think mine would be daycare. Like, I I tried really hard not to factor in, like, pay and benefits and stuff to be like, oh, yeah, it's a shitty job. But th this is not, you don't get paid enough for this, let alone just what it is. I, I'm the baby of the family. I don't know what to do with children that can't take care of themselves. Cause I mean, I started doing that when I was like six and like my brothers have had kids. I haven't held a single one when they're babies. Like that's just not my thing. I don't touch babies. <laughs> so that factor of just being like, Nope, don't Nope. Wouldn't touch. And then they smell like, and you can't like the kids don't care. Like they don't really care if they smell. That's just their life. And I'm like, I can't even make you feel bad about this. Like, it's, it's just one of those, like, it'll never improve. You're always going to be like this. And also, you just have to deal with their parents. Like, it's this huge responsibility. It's a person, a little person. And the parents, even when you do a good job, are probably going to yell at you. Like, and it's, they're so loud. They're so loud. And they're so hard to communicate with. I could, no, just no, not, not my thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I guess I suppose that dentists do get paid reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. I've heard stories, but <laughs> I, think I don't it's 50 know. 50-50. <laughs> but probably better than daycare. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Or else, uh, I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably not the best decision, but, you know, if you really want to be a dentist... If you really want to be a proctologist, a teacher, I don't, I still We're don't thankful, know. We're thankful, because we don't, don't want to do that. I don't know who really wants to be a proctologist, but <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm not sure I want to know. I don't think yeah. I want to know. I mean, with a general doctor, you're like, I know I have to do some of that stuff, but you have everything else and you know your interests, but to be so specific, yeah, it's kind of like, why? <laughs> Maybe it has to do with job availability. So it's like, I want to be a doctor. It's like, well, we need a proctologist. God, I would never do that. Well, we'd pay you a lot because we don't have any. Like, we'll pay you <laughs> three times the salary. Yeah. I feel like it has to be kind of something on those veins. Or, like, there's so much room for discovery. It's kind of like why you play the French horn. You're like, not a lot of people do this, so I don't have to be that good to get a scholarship for it. Because <laughs> there's not enough of us. Can I have a very small rant, though? You have a small rant? Yes. Will you allow me? Yeah. Our finisher. <laughs> our finisher will be your rant. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, on the lines of why would somebody want to be a proctologist, one of the ones that really bothers me are males who want to be OBGYNs. Okay. Now, 
there's a couple things here. I'm not saying that you couldn't do this fine or whatever or okay, yes. I do also, with males who want to be OBGYNs, I'm not saying that you couldn't do a good job or that I don't understand that there is maybe kind of like a perversion factor thing that you could put in there or whatever. And not even to say that a lot of people are like this because I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and like shit on people's life choices. That's not what it is. It's just from like a fundamental level. Like you're never going to have a baby. Like <laughs> that's not going to happen. You know, like you, you won't ever have a period. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's bizarre to me that you would want to do this and and I, I guess like I understand to a certain extent of like oh you know you could be a doctor and all kinds of things wouldn't happen to you but it's still it's just bizarre to me <laughs> to get like this narrowed down and specific that has nothing to do with you or very little to do with you like <laughs> yeah I just I, I I don't know I mean even if you are really interested in babies or whatever I I would think almost like pediatrics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't I don't understand why uh you want the baby to be emerging, I guess. I don't <laughs> Why do you want to be there for that if you don't have to be? <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. Maybe mm. somebody can explain it to me that, okay, but here's the thing. It can't be the perverted factor because I know that that's a thing. That's not what I want. I want to know why somebody who isn't a pervert <laughs> would want to be an OBGYN. <laughs> Maybe that's all there is, okay? <laughs> it's just women and perverts, all right? I want, I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe. believe. <laughs> We need, like, I, a, sh a hat. It's like, I want to believe in male yeah, I Please tell me why. Mm -hmm. Is it the money? Is there good money in it? What is it? Well, it's also the other side of it that the last time I went uh, made me think of it. Is I don't go for baby stuff. I go specifically because, like, I don't want to have babies and I'm just trying to be healthy and get everything checked out. And then it, like, dawned on me that I'm the minority, that most of the people are going here, you know, want babies, and that probably my doctor loves babies and always wants to talk about that and probably hates meeting with me because I'm, like, anti-baby, no babies ever. <laughs> and so then I think of it like that, where there's the possibility that it's not so much about one part of it or another, or it could be, where they're trying to, like, they, maybe their mother was like impregnated at a young age and felt like she didn't have anybody and couldn't do anything about it. And it like made her life really hard. So then they became an OBGYN or gynecologist specifically to help the women that like don't want kids and that, you know, try to have more education on the matter and so on and so forth. So maybe they're anti-baby and that's why they're there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be kind of weird though, because you would pretty much always have to deal with that that would always be a factor like that's yeah, just part of like, the job <laughs> you know you could also you don't have to take the patients you take so like you can deny uh if you're private practice especially and you can like specialize specifically in like birth control and helping with those kinds of things i guess i mean i don't think i've seen it but no always the women <laughs> or people that are in that are like babies and i'm like yeah no i'm 
On the people you hate, can we just... <laughs> I don't think that they hate you. There's both sides of it, for sure. But I well, just, I think it's like, it's a part of it. I mean, you know, like the... The thing about that job is it really just is women's health. That's what it is. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I'm sure they don't hate you. <laughs> I don't think then, they do. It was just, it literally dawned on me the last time I went because it was just, like, she was quick with me. We never talk about, like, that kind of stuff. But then every time I go out into the office, there's, like, pictures of all these people that sent in, you know, their first family photos and all this stuff. And it just hit me. I'm like, oh, I'm a weird one here. That, like, <laughs> probably... <laughs> tired of me because it's like she's never gonna have babies why is she even here i don't even want to talk to her there's nothing to talk to her about i I don't think it's like that (laughs) it is fun to think but no (laughs) i doubt it she's nice like it's not like that just made me laugh because i'm like they probably hate me (laughs) it's just like oh she's back and we have to talk about how like she'll never want to do that (laughs) how interesting To be fair, though, I have a bad relationship with most of my doctors. Well, okay, bad is probably the wrong word. It's just not a good relationship. But I do like my nose doctor. So Mm. he's like, he's like the one doctor I've had where I'm like, yeah, I get you. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I really like my gynecologist, even though I'm like, you probably hate me. She's cool. I like her. Um, And then I've liked my dentist for a long time and my eye doctor is funny (laughs) because I went there I've been going there for years and one time he wasn't there and they gave me like a sub in and I hated hated the sub in which made me laugh because I didn't think I liked my eye doctor that much I was just like indifferent but then (laughs) I had the realization I'm like oh my god my eye doctor looks like if Baromir was in the real world and was like grandpa age almost like like, older than he is in the movies, but he looks like Baromir. And the other thing is his hands are really, really soft, which is really important because he's, like, touching your eyelids and stuff. So if they have rough hands, like, just make sure you want to back up. But he has, like, his hands are always cold and soft, and he has, like, a really soft-spoken voice. He looks like Baromir, and he's just, like, the perfect (laughs) eye doctor. (laughs) I just find it very bizarre how you're talking about this man. (laughs) It's just funny, like, and I say that, like, I'm not attracted to him in any way. He's too much, he's way too old, but it's just, like, this funny, weird, like, he just makes me feel safe and comfortable. It's it's funny. (laughs) I like his soft, cold hands as they touch my eyelids. This was Passion for Your Passions with Julie and Krista, where we talked about crap jobs. have nothing to say about sword art online. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Okay.